Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to deal with this concept of being rooted. Uh, this concept of being rooted um, and also being anchored. Um, when we look at the scriptures, it's very evident that God uh, doesn't want his children um, to be unstable. God wants all of us to be anchored. He wants all of us to be rooted. Uh, He wants us to be stabilized. He wants us to uh, not be capricious. He wants us to um, not bend um, based on the wind of popularity or the tabulation of poles. Uh, the world gets excited by polls, um, what everybody thinks. And uh, based on the percentage of who wants what, uh, in their mind, automatically makes it right. And God doesn't operate that way. Our value system, um, our uh, core thoughts, our worldview must be shaped through a biblical lens. Uh, the question that we as believers ought to ask is indeed, what would Jesus do uh, from a Bible-based perspective? Uh, so it's important uh, that we remember who we are. We are children of God. We are followers of Jesus Christ and we don't um, fluctuate. Our belief system shouldn't fluctuate based on popularity, based on what most people adopt. What we adopt and what we reject should be based on what God says we ought to embrace and what God says we ought to reject. So in this episode, Uh, We just wanted to remind everyone that we as Christians have been called to be rooted. And we've called to be anchored. So I wanted to take a look at uh, the book of Jeremiah. And the prophet Jeremiah was dealing with uh, paganism of Judah. And as a result, God used him to... Uh, warned Judah about their ways. Judah was caught up in paganism. Uh, They had altars that were dedicated to uh, the Baals, B-A-A-L-S. Baal was not just one god, but multiple Canaanite gods. That name also uh, connotes multiple Canaanite gods. And so at this point, Judah 
had, go, uh, had turned their face away from God. And as the Old Testament said, they went horn after other gods. So Judah at this point was in a relationship with God that was not close because of their sins. Their sins, according to Jeremiah, was engraved on their hearts. So just like putting uh, engraving on a sword, um, Jeremiah likened their paganism to that, uh, that their sins were engraved on their hearts, meaning that it was deep-seated sin, um, which was embedded within them, this type of idolatry that they were engaging in. And we don't have to look all the way to the Old Testament just to find deep-seated sin, uh, deep-seated idolatry. So if we look at our lives today as Christians and look all around us, just think about uh, people, some people that go to church, but yet they still uh, carry a certain worldview that's unbiblical. Uh, some people, even though they profess to be Christians, still hold on to traditions that are blatantly anti-Bible. Uh, you have Christians today that um, do things or uh, believe in things that are really anti-Bible. And again, the, everybody has to carry their own cross. Um, Jesus knows for certain who belongs to him. But if we profess to be Christians, there are certain things that we know if we read the Bible, it's totally unbiblical. And so if we want to be in good standings with God, if we want to experience the peace that surpasses all understanding, if we want to experience the joy that overflows, if we want to have an abundant life versus just uh, an ordinary life, then there are things that we have to do. We can't keep violating God's laws and still expecting him to bless us um, with all the things that uh, he wants to bless us with. It's not going to happen. So this was Judah's case. Um, they had turned their face away from God. Sin was engraved in their hearts. And that those sins, unfortunately, had become generational, meaning that the, the parents' uh, invitation to practice idolatry and to engage in paganism had transferred to their children. So it became generational. And it's also a warning to all of us that we have to be rooted. We have to be anchored. There are some things that you should not be doing or bringing into your household because our family members are looking, because our children are looking. And if they see us profess profess one thing but yet do another thing, then in some ways they'll start to believe that those things are right. So God is going to hold all of us accountable for how we worship, for how 
we treat him in terms of our dedication to him? Are we willing to live our lives in a circumspect way? Are we willing to live our lives in a holy way? Are we willing to live a sanctified existence? And so Judah at this point had failed uh, their responsibility and had turned their face away from God. So their sins were generational from the adult down to the children. This is what Jeremiah was preaching against. Their sins had gone so far that they had erected uh, poles dedicated to the Canaanite god Asherah. That's right. Their sins had gone so far that they had erected poles dedicated to the Canaanite god Asherah. And so this is an indication again to us that if we start entertaining things that we shouldn't entertain, we'll look back and find ourselves far away from God's will and our relationship uh, having been interrupted because we entertain things that we shouldn't have entertained. I'll give you another example to be more specific. There's no way that we can um, spiritualize Halloween. Halloween was created from darkness. It was created in darkness. The church tried to respond by um, having an alternative, which is good, but we should not be embracing any darkness, not for fun, not for entertainment, uh, not for tradition. We should find other alternatives in lieu of celebrating darkness. This is the key. It is We as Christians have a responsibility. The question is, how do we respond to a society that no longer recognizes God, no longer wants to worship God? And I, I, and I say this because uh, there is a movement in America to erase God. We don't want God at school. We don't want God in the community. We don't want God uh, on the political platforms. There are those who want to erase God. And definitely, uh, they don't want to talk about Jesus. So we, as believers, we must be rooted. We, 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 we must be firm in our faith, and we must not surrender the joy that God has given us. We, we must not surrender the mandate that God has given us. And ultimately, what God prescribes is best for all of humanity. The invitation has to be sent, and, it ha- and, and, and uh, we are the messengers. So when we tell the truth in love, when we share the gospel, we are, in a sense, uh, learning how to be rooted in Jesus. So look at Jeremiah uh, 17. Jeremiah says, Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tool, inscribed with a flint point on the tablets of their hearts. 
So this is what Jeremiah is talking about. Uh, their sins are like an inscription on a sword or, or an iron tube. It is embedded in the stone and on the horns of the altars. And this is what we talked about with the poles dedicated to Asherah. Even their children remembered their altars and Asherah poles beside the spreading trees and on the high hills. That's verse 2. Verse 3. My mountain in the land and your wealth and all your treasures I will give. My mountain in the land and your wealth and your treasures I will give away as plunder. Together with your high places because of sin throughout your country. Through your own fault you will lose the inheritance I gave you. I will enslave you to your enemies in a land you do not know. But you have kindled my anger and it will burn forever. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in the man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Verse 8, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So God, on one hand, condemns their sinful acts, but yet he juxtaposes that to someone who listens to him, someone who follows his guidelines, someone who follows his statutes, and God gives us a choice. You can go down one lane or you can go down a right lane, and that right lane is, in a sense, uh, like being planted by the streams of water and being planted by a stream source for a tree, meaning that it receives the, 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 the source of the stream, and, and they don't have to worry when heat comes because it's being nourished. It, it's not going to dry out because the leaves are green, and that tree is receiving the nutrients it needs because of where it's positioned. It's stabilized. It's not um, going to dry up. It's not going to be parched. So that tree is receiving all the nutrients it needs in order to weather the storm. And that's what being connected to God means. It means that we receive all of the uh, uh, strength that we need to do what we need to do for God. It doesn't matter what winds blow. And the wind can be the storms of life. The wind can come about um, through tragedy, through disappointment, through health issues, through uh, confusion, through the unexpected um, storms and battles that pop up in our lives. All of these things for Christians are possible, but we don't have to crack. We don't have to be rooted, and we, and we can't be rooted. But how are we being stabilized? How are we being rooted? We are rooted in terms of our closeness to God. I'm talking to Christians. In terms of our closeness to God by how much of God we're putting in us. Are you reading every day? Are you studying every day? Are you praying every day? Then after you finish praying, reading, and studying the word, are you applying what you're reading from the scriptures? 
That's the key. A lot of people know biblical terms. A lot of people know religious words. But are you applying what you're reading? Are you really talking to the God of the universe every day? Are you uh, in an intimate, robust relationship with Jesus the Christ? And if you're doing these things, then you have access to all power, the same dunamis power that will help you deal with tragedy, that will help you deal with disappointment, that would help you deal with difficult people, that would help you to better understand yourself, that will help you with your destiny, that will help you with your future. This is what God wants for us. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful that we're not being uh, blown to and fro by every wind of doctrine, that, that we're not um, always experiencing storms that uh, forces us or shifts our focus away from who, what God wants us to do. That's the key is storms do not have to tear you uh, further away in terms of your closeness with Christ. That doesn't need to happen. Do we go through struggles? Yes, we go through struggles as Christians. Do we have challenges? Yes, we have challenges as Christians. But those challenges, those difficulties are not intended to cause us to surrender those difficulties should bring us closer to God. Uh, we, we hear many times for various teachers and preachers, storms come in our life so God can shine brightly. Without a storm, how would we know God as a provider? How would we know God as a savior without the challenges of life? So, my encouragement to all of you that are listening, stay rooted. Stay rooted like Jeremiah says. Uh, stay rooted. Uh, be like the tree by the streams of water. And that water represents God. Uh, so you don't have to fear when the heat comes. And, and thus your leaves will always be green. Uh, your actions will prosper. So it's very important that we uh, remain rooted in Christ. Then um, we find another imagery of being rooted in Psalms 1 and 3. Uh, the psalmist says in verse 3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in a season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So let's put it in context. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Verse 3, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, they prosper. That sounds just like Jeremiah. God is constantly reminding us that he is our water source. We are the tree. We are the vegetation. And we need him. Without the correct 
amount of water, the plant will die. The tree will die. Uh, without uh, the water, there is no growth in the tree or the plant. So God is our sustenance. Without him, we dry up. Without him, we lose power. Without him, we don't prosper. So we have to remain uh, connected in a good way, in a healthy way, by doing the things that he's asked us to do. Are you praying like you should? Are you meditating in Christ like you should? Are you reading like you should? Are you studying and rightly dividing the word of God like you should? Or are you still on milk? Every Christian moves or should move from milk to meat. That is the embodiment of a Christian lifestyle. We all start off on milk. Then uh, through the sanctification process, through the reading, through the meditation, through the studying of God's word, we are growing. uh, We're growing in Christ and we're shifting from drinking milk only to eating some solid spiritual food. So this type of man or woman is the type who does not walk in step with the wicked. We don't walk in step with the wicked. Uh, We're not spending all of our time with people uh, that don't have the aim of uh, what God will have for their life on their mind. We're not uh, wasting our time uh, distracted with people uh, that don't want to do right. We're not We're not wasting our time um, being distracted by foolishness. And by that, let me qualify it. I'm not saying that we shouldn't witness to these people. We should. But if you find yourself uh, engaging in pettiness, you you find yourself gossiping with these people, you find yourself doing uh, things that you shouldn't be doing, then you're not strong enough to be around those people anyway. So we need to make sure that we look in the mirror, as James says. Again, uh, we don't walk in step with the wicked. We don't stand in the way that sinners take or sit. Again, we don't stand in the way that sinners take or sit. Um, It's amazing. Uh, We're supposed to be delivered in Jesus' name. We're supposed to be um, strong for Jesus. But we find ourselves um, taking up the spots that sinners should be taken up. And that's not the goal or the standard for a, a Christian. We ought to be anchored and we ought to be rooted. Well, our time has drawn nigh for this episode. Uh, we thank you for your prayers. Uh, we thank you all uh, who've considered uh, partnering with us through your donations. Uh, if you have a desire to support our radio ministry, uh, please uh, send it your check out to uh, P.O. Box 582-306, Elk Grove, California, 95758. Uh, you can make your checks out to Sound Reasoning Ministries. If you uh, prefer to give online, just go to our website, uh, srministries.org. And remember, God loves you. Learn to love yourself. And remember to always stand up for what's right. And remember to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie because the Lord uh, expects us uh, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.